Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It is Dom time. Uh, welcome in. I mean, how important are sports, particularly female sports? I got so much other stuff here that's big time stuff today, but I'm going to lead with that. That's how important they are. And, Dan, just to emphasize that, Mike Opelka, uh, going back and forth with uh, Nick Kale and me, because the PGA looks like they're going to deaden golf balls, new standards. Now, I thought they were only going to do that to these guys in the Pro Tour. So I would advise everybody listening, Dan, you wouldn't do I don't know what you – oh, I know what you have stockpiled. Gold bond. Oh, I love my gold bond. Yeah, for the hair. Yeah. I wonder if the number one item still stockpiled, other than ammo. You know, I've had guys say I have 5,000 rounds listening to the show, ready to go. Is it still light bulbs? I still have them at home. And I still, if I could get 100 more, I would definitely uh, go forward with that. So for the uneducated of us that don't really golf, what does this mean? Uh, It means that the ball will not go as far. Ah, okay. So it's just like a... A worse shot. It's a worse ball in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you're not going to hit it as far. And does anybody knows who plays golf and not as seriously? Yeah, around the green putting, your final score. But with men particularly, how far are you like, hit it? What's, I'm sorry, but what's the justification for them taking and like changing? Well, because the ball? the ball goes too far. I oh. mean, these guys in the pro tour now, there's no gotcha. course that can. can t- it used to be a seven thousand yard course it was pretty tough. Now, if you don't make it seventy five hundred, even if you do that. They are still going to uh, be very difficult to beat. Sorry for that detour. Yeah, it's okay. So uh, <laughs> what are you stockpiling if you uh, hit us at uh, Dom Show 1210? By the way, while you're there, uh, Taylor Swift, we'll get to this in detail. This is a blatant attempt by Time Magazine. I'm going to read you the language they put in, why Taylor Swift is the person of the year. Now, we all know it's Elon Musk, without a doubt. I mean, what is the significance of Taylor Swift? The pop culture person of the year. Yeah, I would agree. Now, if she does, now in 2024, she might be the person of the year. Because if she gets into the presidential election thing, Dan, and she's able to turn even a percentage of the vote, then I'd have to say she's the person of the year. But I mean, you know, I'm so tired of what a great storyteller, et cetera. I don't know her music well, but I know the general plot, angst. And is this going to mess her up now if she stays with Travis Kelsey? But Time Magazine says she's the person of the year. Here are our four candidates locally. We like the local because that's where we are and that's where we have impact. And I'm thrilled, Dan, 
that in the third place person. In first place, Scott Presler has 45.6% of the vote. We expected that. Recency bias, plus he's a star. There's no doubt. In second, Mark Houck, 28.9. In third, Sherelle Parker, 22.2. A Democrat mayor of Philadelphia, Dan, in our poll, is in third place. That is quite an accomplishment. And Robin Schaefer, who I think listeners don't know, even though he's been on 100 times, you know, as well, he's in uh, fourth place. Yeah. So what's, uh, you know, Robin Schaefer is the guy that led the charge to stop Big Wind and Murphy and all those people in New Jersey against all odds. Uh, Mark Houck, though, the story is compelling. In fact, we have some sound from yesterday. Big testimony day yesterday. Three big testimonies. So um, you can vote. I put it up for a couple of days at Dom Show 1210. Love to have you vote at Dom Show 1210. Now, the sound of the day, and Dan uh, slaving over a hot uh, kitchen stove. Jeez, Dom, load me up, will you? 16 cuts. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and they're not the easy ones where I can just yeah. go and it's on Twitter with right. like 15 yeah. seconds. like an eight-minute video and you got to sort through is it. That, and that'll be in the next after, after a contract yeah, or a SAG yeah. contract. I'm writing that in. Yes, no more than 12 cuts or Five dollars per minute oh, man. of cuts. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Here is the National Women's Law Center president, Fatima Goss Graves. Here's the backstory. Her husband, Dan, is one of the top Trump prosecutors. So the apple's not falling far from oh, the tree. Oh, and, and you actually oh, saw this. And so th- how animated this sing-song women was. She's supposed to protect Title IX. Her takeaway yesterday, and Riley Gaines is traveling today, but hopefully we'll get on tomorrow. We have her facing off with Summer Lee, who is, think of Helen Gim with a more miserable disposition. Absolutely fascinating to see what happened there. She yeah. had her whole crew around her, trying to figure out how to respond to yeah. it. And- yeah, she's from Pittsburgh, radical from Pittsburgh. Think of Helen Gim, and that's and from Pittsburgh. But here is his Fatima Goss, and I want to hear from you. When you hear this stuff, see, Brian Kilmeade's coming up, and he really sees the connection of sports, life, etc. There's nothing bigger that's been better for young women over the last 20, 25 years, I think, than female sports. The ability to play, even if you're not great. All the things that you learn that males used to learn. This woman says the big takeaway. you got to learn to lose gracefully, first of all, I get it. I, I don't want sore heads either. But, you know, I'm not big on the shaking hands thing immediately. I just We're not in hockey. We're not in Canada. You know, <laughs> you can wave and say, good game. That's enough. Wait, you don't like the line of handshakes? No. It's sportsmanship. Dan, oh, no. God. It, it, I, I just, how many times have I been through it? I have a wait, one Even point. for kids, though? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, I, I get it. you teach them. I know that I, I would teach them sportsmanship and say, good game. They can wave and all. I don't like the whole handshake. It's phony. It's Canadian. It's, it's grafted onto America. <laughs> Those Canadians. Yeah. It's from hockey. Anyhow, listen to this from the woman who is supposed to be one of the protectors of female and female sports. And we're going to play you Riley Gaines firing back at this woman who called her a transphobe. The point is this. I still think this is a winner. You mean to say America, if we articulate this right, is going to be on the side of uh, transgendered people winning at women's sports? Really? Is that what it's going to get down to? Listen to Fatima Goss, whatever. 
Success in school sports depends on a whole range of factors, including how hard you work and coaching and access to really good resources and facilities. And trans students participate in sports for the same reason. No, no, excuse kids. me there. Excuse me there. Any number of them participate in this. We know it because they're mediocre lady against boys and against men. And here they can dominate. And the sign of that, Dan, is the gender fluidity. Look, if, if you actually had various procedures or whatever, and you've morphed from female, uh, male to female, no, these are people usually are saying, today I have gender fluidity. I'm a female. And that's why I want to play field hockey and hit a girl in the face and smash her face with a ball coming 100 miles an hour. Continue. And trans students participate in sports for the same reason as their kids, because it is fun, because it creates belonging and community, because it teaches so much about persistence and leadership and, and discipline, unless they learn to lose gracefully, hopefully. And often they learn to win with dignity, hopefully. Um, they learn to do the sort of work that means you have higher grades and stay connected to school. I want every kid to have that chance to have the chance to play. Well, they do. How many times do we have to go through this? Well, they do. This, this is a lot. If we can't win on this in America, then we're not articulating this correctly. we got to light the fire, and Riley Gaines is doing her part under these female athletes. The Williams sisters, for example. Chris Aber, any number of these people who can't be canceled. The Williams, Serena Williams can't be canceled if she just speaks out on this. You know... Serena Williams couldn't beat a transsexual male, I don't believe, if they were in the top 20 and suddenly they went to the other side. Or they, no, let's put it this way. I don't know that she could beat a top 50 in the world, Dan, who suddenly said he was feeling uh, gender fluidity and he was a female today. I don't think she could beat him. I don't think the top woman could beat maybe, and she's rare because of the power. I don't know if some of these top women could beat a top 100. Clay Travis has a bet to take a state high, high school championship team and play a women's WNBA team. I don't know if he said the champions or not. And he's betting a million dollars he'll put up that that boys' basketball team would beat a WNBA team. I think they would. Women in that level, they're just not used to dealing in the same way. You don't think uh, Brittany Griner can make it in the NBA? No. No, not even in the She'd get hit in the head the first time. What do you think Brittany Griner's going to do when Joel Embiid comes storming down the lane to dunk a ball? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I mean, my God. Not just him. I think there would be, out of 30 NBA teams, give or take, three or four guys at least on each team that would laugh and dunk over her head just in the blink of an eye. How about tennis? No, I just said tennis. It's power. You really don't think... No, it's power, the, the speed and power of a... You think okay. a Djokovic is going to look... Not only that, he would try to shut him out, that they'd even get the racket on the ball. I, it, it would be a shock on female players. Gymnastics? Well, that's judgment, you know what I mean? There's no yeah, score yeah, there, so yeah, I, guess, right. I guess they could, yeah. I, I really can't think of any others. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, Annika Sorenstan played golf at the height of her powers, or pretty much, when she really had outclassed. And she was driving about 270, that I remember, and she barely made the cut, took a lot. And she was great at that point. 
Yeah, I mean, you yeah. just can't. It, it's impossible. And don't football Ugh. or baseball. Dan, imagine a woman standing in and uh, somebody like uh, what? Who, who right now is frightening throwing a ball? Is, uh, you know, throwing 100 miles an hour, then throwing a slider at you. Well, I, I, I always refer to Randy Johnson. I'm still stuck in 2000. Yeah, yeah. Say, so, yeah, you're right. Randy Johnson's on the mound, and you're stepping in there. Are you digging in? Yeah. 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 So this is demeaning to women. So here is Riley Gaines on her feet. Unless they learn to lose gracefully. Lose gracefully. That, that's the message. So if you played in female sports, you played in women's sports, if you have a kid at that level or thinking about it, give us your observation on this. And politically, this should be a big winning issue. Here's Riley Gaines. Now, this Summer Lee could be a member of the squad easily from Pittsburgh. Just a quick uh, producer's yeah. note on this one. Uh, th- this happened about over a two and a half, three minute span. Yeah. Uh, but there was a lot of silence. So you will hear some cut down. I just want for accuracy's okay. sake that there is some uh, cuts here in this clip, but there's nothing uh, of voice, no right. vocals that are cut out. It's just okay. silence that's cut. Yeah. Summer Lee uh, called her a transphobe because she thinks that men should stay in men's sports. And Riley Gaines returned the favor. And as Dan said, then the entire squad, oh my God. This is just a young woman who was going to go to dental school, Dan. She has progressed. So much. It reminds me of Maureen Faulkner, you know, somebody made for the moment. From the first time I interviewed her to the most recent interview, you could see the growth. She's used to this. Here's Riley Gaines. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testi- testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. Thank oh, you. Oh, oh. I now thank you, uh, Ms. Gaines. I now recognize Ms. Perry for her opening statement. So Ms. Perry starts making an opening statement, which we'll hear now. Good afternoon, Chairman McLean, Ranking Member Lee, and distinguished members. But visually, of the you see Lee stewing. Uh, her people Sarah are now Perry. surrounding her. I am a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation. As a former varsity athlete, the mother of a girls' varsity athlete, and former senior counsel for civil rights at the Department of Education, I have, as the now. saying goes, uh, Madam Chair, excuse me, I move to have uh, the gentlewoman's words taken down. Taken down? What country are we in? The committee will suspend. Madam Chair, she's engaging in personalities. Can you I have no personality. How it's fair to be called transphobic. There's a thing. I would say men disguising themselves as women are engaging in personalities. Order. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Order, order. Ooh. Let's let's get a ruling. The chair. So there's about a, a good 20 seconds yeah. of silence as they confer here, and then this is how it turns out. Okay, I move to withdraw the point of order. Thank you, Ms. Lee. Um, I now recognize Ms. Perry for her opening statement. We can start over. Thank you. Yeah, imagine this, Summer Lee. You're a transphobe, a hater, one of the worst things. Well, and you're a misogynist, then you see that. Oh, that's, that's it. That's an outrage. You're engaging in person. This, is, this woman crawls a new star of what the left is all about. Bullies trying to use their position there. And when it gets thrown back so artfully by Riley Gaines, but well, we can't have any of that. All right, uh, let me give you the side question. We got a lot on uh, Larry Krasner, as I uh, uh, told, uh, I think I told Dawn, uh, Dan, uh, Krasner, because of Ralph Cipriano, who will be here today, and, and others maybe, um, is now forming a task force. He's already got the carjacking task force, which was carjacked last week. 
Now he's going to have the shoplifting task force. Larry, here's a clue. Instead of all these task force, how about just arresting people and putting them in jail? The Dom Giordano task force. Here's my presentation. Put him in jail, Larry. See you later. Let's go to lunch. My goodness, the nonsense uh, with this guy. And Cipriano's got a lot of detail. Dan, you laid down the challenge yesterday. I don't see it in the Inquirer. And the punk media in Philadelphia, no one else in the media, has challenged Krasner's assertion yesterday that he never issued in any way, shape, or form a policy in which you're not to prosecute shoplifters if they don't reach $500 in a single incident. It's out there. He did it. We pulled up articles yesterday from the very inquire. Don't they feel a sense of, I hate to make it so personal, a manhood even, to take this guy on, let alone personhood, maybe that's more specific, or journalistic personhood. What are they afraid of with this guy? He called them out yesterday. And he said, I never said that. You guys are liars. And Sherelle Parker's a liar. Wow. All right, let me uh, give you the side question today. I think this is a really good one. Dan, in this day in history, what was it, 1945 or so? That's, that's what I think we went over the other day. Yep. A plane disappeared where? The Bermuda Triangle. Now, I broadcast twice for the station from Bermuda. You know, and it just dawns them. I never thought about the Bermuda Triangle. Until this moment. So we're looking for a great unsolved mystery. That's what we're looking for today on the side question. I'm going to take off the board Jimmy Hoffa. Where is Jimmy Hoffa's body? Yeah. That's a great one. I I, I really would love to know. You think he's in the Meadowlands? Mm, I don't think they're going to go to all that trouble. You know what I mean? These guys don't are not allowed. Just dump them there and cut them up. They uh, dig up the big mall and they find Hoffa's yeah, body. They might have taken them at Cerilli's or whatever it was in the Sopranos. Yeah, they cut them up there, yeah. I'm trying to find the exact uh, information. I'll have it at some point about the Bermuda Triangle on this day in history. Um, but, Dom, I, I want to take some big ones off the board. I'm going to take right. off um, just uh, JFK. Right. I, I think we. Uh, uh, I think a lot of the audience would love to know what actually happened around JFK. I know. I'd say yeah. that's why you take it off. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Sit with me in that chair. Let me take you there to that chair. So what's the Leave official uh, Don Giordano program theory? Leo Harvey Oswald did it. Yeah. He sat in a chair. He was an expert marksman. You sit in that chair and you see it right in front of you. I mean, it's... It's a relatively simple thing if you actually go there. I have a friend that spent four and a half hours yesterday watching a JFK conspiracy documentary. Oh, God. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's the biggest of all time. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to take it off just because it's it's too big. It's uh, Is there is there extraterrestrial life? That's a really good one. Yeah. I like how you brought in that. That takes in all the stuff at and Roswell. Um, yes. Is there? Uh, No. No? I'm saying no. We're the yes. only living beings in the entire universe? Yes, I think so. That's... Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I need more evidence. Your side has to produce it. Yeah. Well... Although, we could do a show, a side question on who really is an alien. Like Dennis Rodman. Remember that from Men in Black 2, I think it was. All right. So... Were you ever a coast-to-coast guy? No, I despise oh, that no, show. No, no Art Bell. Oh, my God. Oh, it's great. Oh, he would have vampires The hole in, in the middle of wherever. Yeah, he would have vampires calling in. Vampire 2. West of the Mississippi vampires. <laughs> you get on board. That's the side question today. Love to hear from you. If you're a female who participated in sports or have a kid, 
Uh, it's a relatively easy thing. All right, let me, uh, too, tell you, coming up, we got to break down Joe Biden saying, essentially, he wouldn't be running. He's only running because Trump is running and he's got to preserve democracy. That's what he told donors. I'll explain what's behind that coming up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Down Giordano's show. Good Wednesday. Welcome in. So um, I didn't forget about it. People uh, are demanding, Dan, the trifecta here. We got to play with AOC said yesterday in this scrum oh, yeah, uh, around female athletes. But again... If Republicans can't articulate this and win, this is low-hanging fruit. This is a winner in this whole trans thing. By the way, uh, this would be the interview of the year, Dan, if we could get Karen Smith on. Karen Smith, the new presidente of the Central Buck School Board, swore in. Well, let's play that now, then I'll play AOC. Got sworn in. I don't have that right now. Okay, all right. So, okay, I'll hold up on it. She got sworn in on... Not the Bible, but on so-called banned books. I mean, how can you have a swear? I don't know if that's official under Pennsylvania law. I guess you could be sworn in on anything you want, right? She did not, though, choose. Hey, Karen, let me help you the next time you get sworn in. How about Lawn Boy? How about a couple of these other graphic books? That's what it's about. She took uh, Morrison's Blue Eyes. She took an Ellie Wiesel book and, and all this stuff that has nothing to do all with right, anything. I have that for you if you want it. Okay. Here's how it sounded. I know Dan got a charge out of this when Karen Smith spoke at her swearing in. Imagine swearing in on alleged banned books. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before we begin public comment, um, I have some information to share. Um, our incoming board has several important priorities as we begin our terms, and last week we requested that several items be added to tonight's agenda in order that we could begin our work. The previous board leadership refused to add the items to the agenda, so we will be making two motions tonight to amend the agenda for these items. 
I shared these items with all board members prior to the meeting as well as with the media to be as transparent as possible under the circumstances. Our first motion is to appoint new counsel. Although we appreciate the concept of an RFP for professional services, as was suggested by Director Cannon, we are currently dealing with quite a few legal issues, and we felt it was best to move promptly. With the next motion... Sorry. The next motion will suspend four policies. 109 .1, 109 .2, 321, and 123.3. There we go. And uh, one of those, 109.1, Dan and all that, was um, boys playing against girls, beating girls in girls' sports. Yeah, she explains what they are right here. Yeah. We'll These are it. the textbook and library book policy, the neutrality policy, and the transgender athlete policy. We plan to work in committee to revise these policies and we want to take our time and hear from all stakeholders. The suspension grants us this time. Yeah, and, and again, just like this woman yesterday, they bring somebody up, oh, I don't belong unless I can beat up on girls in girls' sports. All right, here is AOC yesterday contributing in her own way to this whole thing with Riley Gaines, trying to tell us if these Republicans apparently get their way, then female athletes are going to be subjected to genital uh, examinations. I think they're already examined as part of the physical examination you have to pass in order to play high school sports. That's not the way AOC sees it. You've seen this in Ohio. There was a proposed ban on trans athletes that originally allowed for genital examinations on minors in order to quote-unquote protect women? Is that correct? Unfortunately, yes. And so we're seeing here in this guise, under the guise of not only trying to further marginalize trans women and girls, we are talking about opening up all women and girls to genital examinations when they are underage. That's right. Potentially just because someone can point to someone and say, I don't think you're a girl. That's correct. And we're saying this in an environment of a post-Dobbs oh, America. Ah, uh, yes. Where states are criminalizing access to abortion and want nothing more than data on women to figure out when, who's getting a menstrual cycle, who doesn't have Whoa. one. Yeah, and we're yes. supposed to believe that this is going to make us better and safer? I think not. <laughs> and per usual, I don't believe we're sitting here in a panel of men that has actually thought of, about the biology and privacy consequences of all women, trans or cisgender here. I thought it was appropriate to bring that back to theme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, the bottom line is... You got to take these people on every day. Every day, they're not going away, but we can beat them. If we can't win on this, then even I might have to say, wow, the country is much different than I thought. But I believe wholeheartedly we can win on this. Particularly, you got a guy, Dan, who's got a daughter. Guy shows up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm running as a female today. You know, we interviewed the daughter of Lee Smith, who's a Hall of Fame reliever. Set records, might be in the Olympics in a 120, I think it was. An elite reliever. Yeah. Cannot compete 
against these two males who are still biologically male. Simply, and they were mediocre runners. They weren't overwhelming, but they were decent. And you realize how much strength plays in a 100-yard dash. It's often underrated. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to talk with Brian Kilmeade. And I'll ask him about this. I'm also going to ask him, Dan, about what we banged into yesterday. What's the biggest threat to America? China? The border? Colleges? I'm still miffed how many listeners say it's the border. Dan led them on. Dan won that one yesterday, I guess. (laughs) It's China. There is no doubt. I'll take a grandma piece, please. Yes. All right. So we'll uh, get into all that. He's got a new book out, too, Booker T. and Teddy Roosevelt. We'll talk that next with uh, Brian Kilmeade on Talk Radio 1210. Dan, wouldn't you like to follow Brian Kilmeade around for a day to see the multitasking that goes on? Fascinating. There's Fox and Friends. There's his weekend show that he has to do uh, during the week. There's a radio show. There is uh, Fox Nation stuff. He pops up on every show, it seems like. And uh, what am I leaving out? There's, oh, author. And then traveling across the country. Yeah, coming to Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, December 13th through 15th. It's, Uh, how's he doing it? All right, we'll find out. It's uh, Teddy and Booker T, his new book, How Two American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality, available where all books are found. Let's go to Brian Kilmeade. Brian, welcome in. And uh, thanks for being on so many platforms. We can't get enough Kilmeade. No, I can't thank you guys enough for having me on. Uh, number one, huge show, great station, and I appreciate your support in the years. But uh, I'm really into the project. I love talking about it uh, and debating it, and so I, I love coming on. So this, people usually say, well, when you have a book, the hard part is touring. Yeah, physically I'm not home. That's the problem. But the good part is I get to meet people. You know, sometimes we sit in our studios, and you kind of and you go home and, and you do your thing, and you kind of forget. Uh, that we depend on all these people to listen and to get to meet them in person is is uh, it's great for me anyway. And I know you like it, too. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Nobody does it better in a more genuine way. That's a big reason for success. Now, you said debating this, though. What's the debate? Are people saying, well, what about this with this book? Do you mean critics, Brian? Or what, what questions do yeah. people have why you've married these two together? You're a very good listener, Dom. Uh, that is true. I, people don't say, how dare you write this book? But they'll say, for example, I was on C-SPAN the other day. And they're like, well, he was an accommodator. You like Booker D. Washington. He was a conservative uh, black. Or he was too tolerant of the Jim Crow South. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, we could have that debate. I didn't live there at the time, but it was brutal. And instead of trying to get uh, the Jim Crow South and to fix it, he tried to make it better. And instead of moving his college to the north and where he probably would have had very little turbulence, he said, no, I'm going to build it here. I'm going to expand it here. And instead of saying, well, America is terrible for a black man and he just decades out of slavery and he was born a slave, he said, I'm going to make this country better. When he traveled, he could have stayed and been treated better. He said, no, I want to be an American. And that, to me, is not accommodating. It's say, what is possible? What is possible here? Well, how do I change perceptions of people that were born knowing that there were differences between blacks and whites? How about by actions? How about if we just showed you that giving an equal opportunity in education and getting a skill, a trade, which I wish I had, I don't. But you graduate Tuskegee, you had to be a blacksmith, an agriculture expert, into construction, architecture. You had to have a skill. So you didn't have to wait. Says, you have to be indispensable. You have to make people hire you. So then all of a sudden people look across and they go, I don't, you know, I don't know what my parents told me about blacks and whites, but I just see a great man. Mm-hmm. I see a very impressive woman. My best, this very great teacher, postmaster, 
uh, the judge, legal scholar. They happen to be black, but I'm not. I don't think they're less than. And Teddy Roosevelt combining with him, you know, as role models, really showed a whole generation. There's really no difference. And and other people like W. B. Du Bois, who was the Al Sharpton of his day, but much better educated, would be like, "How dare you accommodate? How dare you tolerate?" He said, "Well, no, I can't change everything, but I can make it better." And some people have a problem with that. Yeah, and I, I would have answered too. Well, Martin Luther King was he accommodator? He used nonviolence. He used the conscience of the country. If he had said, "Let's revolt. Let's uh, go toe to toe, civil war, or whatever," we know what would have happened in the South. Yeah, and, and the thing is, too, in life, and, and what we're watching in Congress now, on a much lesser extent, this is what should be. And if I don't get everything I want, I'm going to throw out a speaker. I'm going to refuse to vote on anything. I'm going to shut down the government. Or you say, what is possible? I'm maximize leverage. Put in all the effort. Do the research. And then say, what is possible? And then do we go back and make it better after that? And that was the attitude that he had. And, you know, as a nine-year-old, he just begged to get an education. He never had shoes. He slept on the wood floor, one meal a day, same meal every single day. He remembers being freed, coming back, seeing his mom, tears of joy. And then they moved to West Virginia in, in total poverty. And he has to work in a salt mine with his brother. And as they do that, he just pines to learn. And he finally finds a job working for Mrs. Ruffner. Um, Viola Ruffner and a, a relatively wealthy uh, neighbor, and he ends up being so impressive to her. She's like, what do you want? He goes, well, I, I need to learn to read and write, and suddenly had a mentor. And next thing you know, this, this guy is going 400 miles on $12 to Hampton College. Yeah. And Teddy Roosevelt goes, well, how could you put Teddy Roosevelt in this book? He's rich. Yeah, he's rich, but he was also sick, and he's also not supposed to survive childhood. Brutal asthma, no cure. Family used to stare at him, hoping he'd take another breath. And he always lived for there was no tomorrow. That's why he was so accomplished, in my, my humble opinion, is because he knows what it's like to stare death in the face. And he wanted to make the country better. And that's what he saw a partner in Booker T. Washington. I just thought we need to see a positive story in this country to get people on them for the next tailgate, next family get-together, to be able to answer people, are, are, we, an, are we an exceptional nation? Yes. Exactly. People. Brian, to that point, how about schools? Do they use your books? Are there schools that are using this in some way, shape, or form? Well, it'd be great. I mean, it's only been out a few weeks, mm-hmm. but I would love to do it. That's what so many parents came up to me. I've come up to me, I wish my kids would learn about this. And, you know, the books on tape, if that's easier. Two of the books that I, that I wrote are been knocked down by Scholastic, so 8 to 13s. Could, could pick it up. I have nothing to do with it. They were, they're the experts, more pictures, and mm-hmm. just wrote a little simpler. But uh, my hope is, uh, in the beginning, I'm writing this, Dom, and I'm thinking to myself, I hope people that listen to talk radio and watch the news care about history. Now I'm in a war on history. I mean, one time I'm, I'm actually at the White House doing a shoot, and they're trying to take down Andrew Jackson's statue in front of the White House when Trump was there, mm-hmm. as if he, he's this horrible figure. And I'm saying to myself, what is the weird now? Now it's a fight. In the beginning, it was, let me tell you a story. Now I go, let me tell you our story, and I'm going to fight for it. And that, that's almost like a mini mission I'm on. It's a niche. It's a big niche. It's an important niche that you carved out, and you bring just such a fresh eyes to it. Because I thought I knew a lot about Booker T. Washington and certainly Roosevelt, but I learned a lot more in the book. It's an inspirational story for anybody beyond belief, and it's an, an American story. Not too many places this would have happened. 
Yeah, and what I want to do, so I did on stage, you and I have trouble uh, doing speeches because who knows what types of trouble some of these corporations will get into. You know, in 2008, if you're the keynote speaker at some of these banks, they go, who's the keynote speaker? Well, that guy's from Fox. Well, what was he doing there? So they just basically shut us down. So I just decided, um, actually, Bill O'Reilly gave me the idea, just if, what if I put together events in theaters where I talk about all these books, talk about Fox and the news, and that's what I'm going to be talking about. So Teddy and Booker T, I'll talk about, but I'll be in Pittsburgh uh, next weekend. And before that, I'll be in uh, Michigan. And then after that, I'll be in Illinois. But I'll do a whole stage show. Everyone gets a book, be able to answer people's questions about the news, kind of inspirational, motivational, and patriotic at the same time. And it's fun. What's the website? Did you do the Doylestown one yet, uh, Brian, or is that coming up? No, I'm not, no I'm not, that one I'm going to have to wait till the new year. Just I can't work it out on my schedule. Okay. But, uh, but I will be in um, – I will be in Munhall, which they tell me is right near Pittsburgh. So I know I know that's not very close to you guys, but it's in the same state. And I know you have the biggest state in the country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we did. It just goes on and on yeah. and on. Now, don't book anything uh, and, in Erie is my advice. I talk to people who never come back from there. You know what I mean? It's, it's oh, a long way. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, but, but if you just go to BrianKillMe.com, it's all there. You get tickets. You get a book with the ticket, VIP opportunity, so I get a chance to talk to people about 45 minutes before it's probably the most fun I out of everything I do you guys gave me a great introduction but I have everything I do on stage unscripted with the rough outline knowing where I want to go that to me is this is the the most fun I have good to hear it now I think of you as a guy due to the sports background yesterday we had three big we had those college uh presidents we had the FBI but the one most riveting was Riley Gaines facing off with the squad members there and this woman telling what young women have to learn in the transgender men playing female sports is to lose gracefully, not complain Unless about this. they learn to lose gracefully. This is, uh, you, I mean, you have a daughter, I think, don't you, Brian? Two. Two daughters, yeah. Two play college soccer. Yeah, exactly. There's no greater experience. They're getting the experience that you and I had playing sports, all the things that you deal with. It's out of the last 20, 25 years, it's one of the greatest developments imaginable. And now they're chipping away at Title IX. It's nuts. And I watched her, and she, was, and she said, okay, you think uh, I'm being biased or transphobic? You're being a misogynist. Since when can men come in and try to dominate women's sports? How dare you? I mean, how hard people worked for equality. How many, how many men's sports had to go by the wayside originally? in order to equal out men's and women's uh, athletes, because football had these huge rosters. How many gymnastics and wrestling teams went by the wayside in order to equal the playing field out? I have my son, different story, two daughters who came up after. There was no college soccer when I played, women's college soccer when I played. Now it's, uh, it's probably one of the most entertaining things you can watch in college sports. Uh, with women's national team when they're not lunatics and anti-American. <laughs> I love watching yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this is crazy. I mean, uh, I have. If you're going through something rough and you want to change genders, you know, best of luck. Hope you get the help you need. I mean that, but do not destroy women's sports in the process. When you switch genders, you're ineligible to play women's collegiate sports. That's it. And just like they said in gymnast, they said in track and field, it's over. You're not doing it. I think they said in international wrestling, they said no, you're not going to do it. You'll have your own uh, category. You're not going to go. You're going to go with the sex you're born in. And that's one of the sacrifices. I mean, when you, there's certainty, if I'm going to switch genders, I am giving up my shot at professional and amateur sports unless I'm going to play in the gender I was born in. 
That's the story. That's not mean. That's respectful to other people that want to compete. That's it. Well put. I hope Republicans can just enunciate that more. Congratulations again, though, not just on this book, of what the niche that you've accomplished. And you talk today to listeners about how in the beginning, I remember the first one, uh, this was, you know, you, your zeal for history. But now this is creating a pushback also against those who just want to run down the country. And Booker T. Washington them has got to be squashed. I mean, we can't have stories, true stories. And linking it with Teddy Roosevelt, oh, my goodness. So, Brian, uh, thank yeah. you. Uh, and where's the tour where people can follow us so that we know when you're coming to the Philadelphia area? What, where's the website? Uh, BrianKillme.com. If anybody wants it personalized, if I'm not going to be near you at the time you need me, uh, it goes to my local bookstore and we mail it out. Just so you know, to link the sports, Jim Brown gave me the inspiration to do this. I had been friends with him for 20 years until his passing. And I did a, a sports radio show with him for five years. And he was the one who really gave me the primer on all this. And and I was able to work stuff out with him. And you could not, you know, you could be say things that might be racially insensitive and never be insulted. And we gave me a what like a, a how to course. So and also talked about just standing for yourself, overcoming any type of biases people had. So that's who I dedicated the book to. I did not know that greatest football player of all time. Still, I believe, even though the game has changed, Jim Brown was uh, the force beyond anything we've ever seen. And as an activist, too, working with Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, prisons, graduations, I covered it all there. Going into a prison, watching them get life skills and and their GEDs on his curriculum, uh, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Brian, Merry Christmas if we don't speak. Thank you. Thanks so much, as always. Thanks, Tom, to you and your team. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, Brian Kilmeade here on Talk Radio 1210. Dan, you, you know, Jim Brown. It's uh, just as good as certain other players, you know, Brady and all. The quarterback position has become dominant, but running back used to be. There, there was nothing like this. And he was all world in lacrosse. He just took it up. And you can imagine him coming at you with a lacrosse stick, what that was like. Jim Brown or Bo Jackson, better athlete? Uh, Bo Jackson's a better athlete, but not a better football player. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think Bo Jackson is another worldly. A- I, I don't know who's a better athlete. Yeah. But Jim's definitely the. the no, I think yeah. he, Ray Dininger says it too. Yeah. There you go. I rest my case. <laughs> All right. Phone lines. We've been neglecting that. We're coming to you next here at 855-839-1210. I mean, isn't there a place for a true story? Booker T. Washington. Was Martin Luther King Jr. then an accommodator? He didn't say, we're going to revolt, we're going to start firing back. He used nonviolence. You can imagine in the South, they're just waiting for that at that point. Bloody Sunday. The nation saw it, and we pivoted away from it. Dom to your Dano show. Welcome in, everyone. I just saw on Twitter, Dan, that uh, you threw a challenge, not a challenge, just a nice Philadelphia Inquirer and all these other hundreds and hundreds of media people are they going to push back against Larry Krasner, who called them all out? He called the world out yesterday and said it's a lie that there's no policy where if you steal up to $500, we're not really going to charge you. It'll be a summary offense. John Belaris. Hey. Think about that, listener. John Belaris on Twitter, Dan. I love it. Documents it. He has the list of policies that Krasner put out, and he has a yellow X 
Uh, Quite the throwback of a Philly name there, John Belair. I think you want to get John Belair's on tomorrow. Oh, let's do it. We got some weather. It's snowing outside. How does he think about that? I He's got doing... to associate with Mr. Belair. Yes. Back uh, when, when Stern. he yeah, when he was yeah. uh, when, when he last left Philadelphia News, he uh, did a profile in a magazine that caused him to come on to Howard Stern, and I, I ran into him a couple of times. You see, he came. He became somewhat of a weatherman for the show for a while there. Oh man. Yeah. Well, Ron Stern, just rest in peace, Ralph Sorella. Yeah. Uh, when I was at Stern, he was always there. He was Howard's uh, hairdresser, and, and they became best friends, and uh, really, really, really good guy. Just a genuinely always upbeat, uh, kind person, and uh, he, he died today from lymphoma. Uh, so Ralph the hairdresser, rest in peace. But that, that, I love that John Belarus is calling out Krasner. That and he's awesome. got it documented, you know. And uh, we You worked with Belarus, didn't you? Uh, no, I, well, he was down the hall at NBC 10. That's right. When the station, when I first came to the station in, uh, it was just after Y2K. So it was, um, 2001, like a day or so into the new year. We were down the hall from NBC 10 who had Larry Menti, John Belaris, and Don Lamont. I uh, was uh, like a rising... Don uh, Lemon. I don't know if I'd call him a rising star. Wait, Don, Don Lemon was on NBC 10? How yes. long was he on there for? A uh, couple of years really? it might have been. At least one, maybe two. I think I remember more. it. I just yeah. I, I never put it together. Yes, you know, yeah. yeah. He was a rising... I didn't think... He was fine with us, and so was Larry, of course. Sounds and, like an uh, all-star cast. Wasn't yeah. Don there, too, at that time? At uh, no. Okay. No, I think Fox 29, maybe. Gotcha. But, what a great cast. Yeah, we'll see if we get... So, look, here's the headline. Yeah, let's uh, no, Jim. I'm not going to bring out the other person. You're right. Uh, the headline is: It's taking John Belaris, other than this show, and Ralph Cipriano will be on today to just say, "How does Krasner think he's going to get away with this?" It's right there in print. You can find it on Twitter. I know how he can make headlines. How's that? John Belaris declares Larry Krasner the new storm of the century. Yes. Oh, write that one down. If we get right, him on, we probably would make headlines. Yes. Might, might recall some bad memories. Uh, but... You know what? Maybe. Um, let's see, I don't know if we. If he might uh, not get the joke if we put. No, a... I think he would. He, he's a great. Sense okay. Of well, you might want to use my Twitter, Dan, and put that up. Uh, uh, do you, well, do you want it up there? No, I don't know. That's where we were going with it. Yeah. Right? If he hears about it, I think he'd have fun. Yeah, I, I don't want to put it on. Twitter, yeah. You know? uh, but it takes John Belaris, who we hope will be on the show tomorrow, to say, what the heck is going on here? And he uh, says, uh, right there in black and white, all bold, how does Krasner think he'll get away with it? Guess what? It's been 24 hours, approximately, and nobody else in media, other than Talk Radio 1210, and John Belaris are pushing back on him. He's just saying, I'll do whatever I want. Now, is he going to do that with the new police commissioner and Sherelle Parker? I think they're going to work diligently to build up a case against him, and he knows it. Larry, maybe you want to have a um, task force on arrogance or smugness, in addition to the carjacking and now the uh, the other the uh, retail theft. All right, let me take one to get somebody on the board here. Let me go to uh, John in Gloucester City. All right, John, what's the unsolved mystery for you? Well, the great uh, White House cocaine mystery. It's got to rank right up there with the JFK assassination conspiracy. Yeah, well, I would say uh, let's see where Hunter Biden was at that point. I don't know that it's anybody else, but that's a good one. Yeah, we'd like to know who had cocaine in the White House. That's a good start. All right. 
media ignores Biden bribing <laughs> and the cash that they've been hiding. But the story that they dropped, you know, White House blow, White House blow, White House blow. That's the great Earl of Tacconi. By the way, Dan, I'm going to do after we uh, get the person of the year, the listener caller of the year. I have the Mount Rushmore. I have three of them in mind, maybe four. The Earl of Tacconi is one. Joe of Exton's another. Leslie of Bryn Mawr. And probably Robert of Ben Sandwich. They're my big four. Yeah, those are some uh, big names. Yeah, there. but we'll, you can hit me on Twitter at DomShow1210. Brucey, maybe a notable Yeah, he's there. Hey, we may have yeah. to expand to five. I don't know. I think Joe of Exton is the odds-on favorite to win that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Gary in Newtown made some Gary in Newtown, that's a six. Showing up with the Biden yeah. mask down at a. Yeah, that's true. I may have to do two brackets of four on that one. All right, coming up, we're going to go to Dubai where they're holding the annual climate crisis. The guy who, I believe, popularized at least junk science, that term, using that to attach to all this stuff. Mark Marano is there chronicling all this. John Kerry's the star, in addition to his noisemaking during his speech, if you get what I'm saying. 855-839-1210. John Valeris, way to go, buddy. Nice job on Larry Krasner. Storm of the century. All that coming up in a big 1 o'clock hour on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.